Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 163rd edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is overcoming trust account management challenges. But first, we would like to thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, NOTA, powered by M&T Bank. NOTA is banking built for lawyers and provides smart, no-cost IOLTA account management. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. We would like to thank Alert Communications for sponsoring this episode. If any law firm is looking for a call intake or retainer services available 24-7-365, just call 866-827-5568. We'd like to thank our sponsor, the Black Letter Podcast, a show dedicated to making law exciting and fun with informative interviews and advice from esteemed guests. We'd also like to thank Scorpion. Scorpion is a leading provider of marketing solutions for the legal industry. With nearly 20 years of experience serving attorneys, Scorpion can help grow your practice. Learn more at scorpionlegal.com. Our guest today is fintech expert, entrepreneur, and executive Paul Garibian, who has spent nearly 20 years helping financial institutions drive product development, grow revenue, and market share. Paul currently serves as president of NOTA, an innovative legal industry fintech by M&T Bank that adds value through increased productivity and decreases compliance risk. Built primarily for small law firms and solo attorneys, NOTA helps simplify and personalize business banking. Thanks for joining us today, Paul. Fantastic to be here. Thank you for having me. Paul, let's start off this way. I think a lot of the challenges for uh, new and established law firms are, are not known to folks. They don't know that they've had been challenged until they're in the soup already. So what would you say are the IELTA management challenges for both new and established law firms? I think a lot of it has to do with the, the cycle of the law firm and, you know, we're, we're in that kind of development life cycle the law firm is, you know, and that to answer that question, we need to talk about the attorney journey. And as you know, a lot of attorneys go to law school, then they most likely work for a medium or a large size um, a law firm. And after that, they decide to hang their shingle and you know open their practice. And what they find out is that managing the IOLTA account, first of all, there are a lot of attorneys that don't recognize that uh, a lot of the cases they work on require an IOLTA account and how to set that up. And another challenge in the industry is that a lot of financial institutions or particularly people working in branches don't have experience setting up the IOLTA accounts properly. And uh, as a result, that creates unnecessary risk for the attorney if the IOLTA is not set up properly. And then the treatment. So, the, you know, the short answer is the knowledge and the intricacies around the IOLTA account is the number one challenge. We've come across uh, attorneys in the industry that did not realize that they shouldn't be running certain transactions and cases or contracts 
uh, through their business checking or in some cases even personal accounts. And as a result, that puts them at the major risk of disbarment and, and um, you know, not being compliant. Can you estimate how much time a typical lawyer in solo practice spends on IOLTA and business management? You know, there are different numbers out there. And Jim, we, we've, we've looked at quite a few reports uh, on some of the you know, reputable sources in the industry. And that number largely varies based on supporting staff they have, the digital tools that they use, you know, whether it's rapid adoption of practice management software, accounting software, et cetera. So I would say that number can be anywhere between, you know, 30 and 50% in some cases, business management, not just IOLTA by itself. Interesting. Well, I'm going to ask you about common mistakes, but I will note that I was an auditor of law firms or lawyers who were in trouble because of their trust accounts. And either they were too eager to get the money, and so they were putting it in their regular accounts when they shouldn't have been, which of course they cannot ethically do, or they simply were not reconciling the trust accounts, which led to all kinds of problems. So, Paul, what would you say are the most common mistakes that lawyers make in trust account management? You know, I would say it all comes down to knowledge um, and, and knowing the intricacies, I would say, and the requirements. And I would say 99% of the time people get in trouble, as you've experienced, Sharon, I'm sure, uh, with your experience and background. It's just lack of knowledge. You know, of course, there are people that, uh, you know, intentionally break the rules. But for, I would say, based on our experience, 99% of the time, it's just like, I did not realize, you know, those are clients' funds. And that needs to run through the IOLTA. I did not realize that the payment processing fees cannot hit the client's funds, the IOLTA account. That's the fundamental issue. And as a result, you have certain personalities that are very uh, detail-oriented and spend extensive amount of time studying the requirements because that gives them so much anxiety. And we certainly, you know, experienced uh, attorneys that take this very seriously. And as a result, are probably closer to that 50% of the business management because they're, they like, they're very hands-on. They don't delegate this to, to other folks. And as a result, end up spending a lot more time in business management than helping their clients, which is problematic from a pure business standpoint. And then, you know, really having those guardrails to keep you on track is another thing that uh, the industry is missing, you know, trying to say, okay, fine, now I've learned the rules. I understand what my state requirements are. I understand what the ABA requirements are. I've put together the right tool stack, right, between my PMS and accounting system, and I have the right processes. But now how do I try to automate a lot of it, or at least operationalize a lot of it? So that way it's basically a very simple process for, you know, as the practice grows, to be able to stay on top, uh, on top of things. Because once you fall behind, it becomes much more difficult to remember all the client matters and reconcile them, you know, if you're doing it once a year, for example. That would, that would be a very poor practice. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Well, Paul, we'll have to talk about the negative now. What are the potential consequences for mismanagement or errors? Uh, they're very severe. You know, unfortunately, disbarment is, is more common than most people know. And uh, we've certainly come across attorneys that have been through that process. And it's not a fun process because you're putting your entire livelihood and, and, and all the work that you've done at that point at risk. And so, you know, ethics committees, you know, take those things very seriously. And of course, you know, Sharon, you probably can speak to this a little more than I, but you know how that process works. But 
the ultimate thing that can happen is, you know, Jim, is you, you get this barred, you lose your license. Well, that's a, a sobering thought. Well, and generally, uh, as you know, the client will turn somebody in because they sense something is wrong. Uh, and you don't necessarily go there as an auditor looking for the trust account. But, uh, you know, you just find usually in offices that are a mess, there are a lot of things, including the trust account. <laughs> well, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Now, more than ever, an effective marketing strategy is one of the most important things for your firm. Scorpion can help. With nearly 20 years of experience serving the legal industry, Scorpion has proven methods to help you get the high-value cases you deserve. Join thousands of attorneys across the country who have turned to Scorpion for effective marketing and technology solutions. For a better way to grow your practice, visit scorpionlegal.com. The Black Letter Podcast demystifies complicated law and business issues by breaking them down into simple, understandable bites. Hosted by Tom Dunlap of Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig, this show features fun and informative conversation with esteemed guests like CEOs and former AGs of the CIA. You can listen to Black Letter today on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is overcoming trust account management challenges. Our guest today is Paul Garibian, the president of NOTA, an innovative legal industry fintech by M&T Bank that helps solo and small firms simplify and personalize business banking. So I think a lot of the times attorneys might avoid dealing with IOLTA altogether because of the workload and potential penalties. Is that, has that been what your experience is, Paul? Uh, Sharon, you're absolutely right. A lot of the times knowing, you know, the potential risk and disbarment, and we talked about that earlier in a podcast, plus the, you know, the stress that it creates, attorneys try to avoid creating an IOLTA to begin with, and, and that's not necessarily the solution. And as a result, they say, well, I'll structure my cases a certain way where I don't have to use an IOTA. And, and that's not necessarily, you know, it's a bit of a gray area, uh, to be honest with you. In, in, in my view and my recommendation and everything that the team and I have seen, it's always better to be on a safe side and just, you know, have a process just like everything else that addresses things properly to avoid any kind of gray areas and creating a unnecessary risk to the practice and, and ultimately uh, the attorney and so, you know, setting it up properly, uh, working with a bank that's experienced in doing it, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very important step. Well, why don't you outline some of the best practices you've seen in trust account management? Trust account management is, is no different than operational excellence of any business. And I think it starts with kind of building that operational muscle and doing things on, you know, on a regular cadence, on a regular basis. And figuring out a process, you know, and we have attorneys that have made the decision to manage the trust account themselves or delegated this to a trusted confidant to support them uh, in managing, you know, that process. But of course, with necessary checks and balances to do that. But one common theme that we see with folks that really stay on top of things is doing it regularly. You know, if you're doing it quarterly, if you're doing this annually, that is probably not not great. The best way to do it is, you know, to block time in your schedule once a week or so. We have attorneys that have a large number of client matters that do it daily, you know, spend five, 10 minutes and really stay compliant. And I think to me, it's all, it's more about, and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of folks that, you know, when you're running 
a practice, you're really running a small business. And like, you know, any other small business, it's very important to stay to things, you know, closely or having a process that gives you that traceability and transparency to be able to understand how things uh, happened and, and what's the, the paper trail or the digital trail to be able to accomplish that. And so, so that that is the biggest thing, especially now with uh, rapid adoption of practice management software, you know, having your practice management software talk to your IOLTA account certainly helps create that efficiency and be able to save you time. So you're spending five minutes a day or 20 minutes a week doing it versus, you know, hours and hours and not being able to recognize the numbers at the end which causes a lot of frustration. Let, let me ask uh, Jim a question here, if we can uh, sidetrack for a moment. Jim, I know what we see in Virginia a lot is uh, office managers rating trust accounts as well as operating accounts. But since we're talking trust accounts today, uh, that's something that we see fairly often, which of course would be stopped if somebody reconciled on a very regular basis. Do you see that too out in Oklahoma? So we've certainly seen some cases of that, not as many as you might think. What what I see a lot of is small firm lawyers that just kind of do it in their head and they say, <laughs> okay, I got 5,000 from the client. I spent 3,000 on this, 2,000 on this, 1,000 on this, and less 1,000 went for this. But one of those bills is $988 and not a thousand. And boy, when you leave those little odd numbers throughout the year of accounting, it's an impossible mess to untangle. <laughs> yes, I have noted that. Well, there, there are some advantages, I think, Paul, to larger firms having, you know, having the, the larger firms do better in managing trust accounts. And, and some part of that, I imagine, is due to just having other people do it so it doesn't get lost and not done. What advantages do you think larger firms have? It's that economies of scale, um, Sharon, and um, being able to have the supporting staff that specialize in kind of doing the uh, trust account bookkeeping and and understand the basic principles in particular states that attorneys operate in. Uh, so that's really the the advantage and and the, the wonderful thing about 2020 and 2021 is that we've seen so many great digital solutions out there that help take away that advantage from medium and large size firms and really enable the entrepreneurs, the solo and small uh, law firms, which is you know wonderful to see where you see that empowerment and so much efficiency coming from, you know, all the tools and processes that are being put in place for smaller firms. Paul, I've noticed also, I'm going to throw in an extra question here. I've noticed also some lawyers seem to have stumbled more that they, when they went to paperless statements, instead of receiving a traditional bank statement, have you seen that? Uh, we have. And, and one thing to watch out there is to make sure that you have the paper trail and you have seven years of data archived on your behalf or for you. Uh, so that way, you know, it's easy for you to access it. And and um, so it's very important to understand what that data repository structure is for all the partners that you work with, whether that's a financial institution, a practice management provider, or your accounting system. You know, it's very important to keep all that data for seven years just to be in good standing and, you know, in case any audit or anything comes up. Right. It's very important to download that monthly because if you think you're going to be able to go back uh, five years ago and look at that statement without paying a researching fee to the bank, you may be wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What types of resources are out there for lawyers to help them understand and manage their IOLTA accounts? So th there are uh, quite a few, actually, and, and it comes down to what the attorney particularly needs, right? So this problem is solved from multiple angles, right? So you have a solution from 
accounting software providers like QuickBooks and others in that space, practice management software providers also uh, try to tackle and simplify the IOLTO management piece. And that is absolutely a great place to start. But one thing, and, and this is how Nora was really born, is that we've realized that neither the accounting side of the house nor the operational practice management side of the house is really connected to financial services and the bank statements. And to your point, being able to, uh, attorneys still need to go back and manually reconcile their IOTA on their bank statement, print the bank statement, and, and that's where the inefficiencies come into the picture. And this is how NOTA was born. And of course, your state bar association may have resources, particularly if you have a practice management advisor on staff. Don't don't make me feel bad coming from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no PMA here. I wish I wish we had you, Jim. <laughs> Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7, 365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com forward slash LTN. You went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is overcoming trust account management challenges. Our guest today is Paul Garibian, the president of NOTA, an innovative legal industry fintech by M&T Bank that helps solo and small firms simplify and personalize business banking. So tell us, Paul, if IOLTA management becomes more efficient, what difference do you think that would make for the legal industry? Sharon, I love that question. That's one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I really think that the core of our society is the private practice attorneys, particularly the solo and small firms that really make a difference in the lives of our communities. You know, M&T Bank, as you know, is considers itself and all the track record that it has is the bank for communities. And one of the things we try to do is to empower the the small and solo law firms to make an impact in those communities. So what we hope, you know, will happen as, as attorneys become more efficient, not only operationally, but also with their trust account management and just overall their uh, practice management side of things. We hope that that creates efficiency, that creates more affordable legal services for the community. And as a result, a lot of the legal matters that get unaddressed, especially with the underbanked, uh, and, and, and the communities that currently cannot afford uh, legal services, among many other things, they'll start getting access to those uh, services. And hopefully that will make a significant impact to the communities and, and uh, that we live in and, and the people in those communities that currently are underserved uh, by both legal and the financial services side of things. 
I kind of have a follow-up question that I think a lot of listeners would be interested in. First of all, I think they'd like to know how to find out more about uh, about what you do. Uh, so tell them how they can do that. But the other thing is, you know, they're going to listen to this and they're going to go, so what does this cost? <laughs> so can you give me two sort of answers to that? I know it doesn't have to be extended, but th- that's what will make them pick up the phone. Uh, happy to share. So Nora is, um, as I kind of talked about, this is, um, you know, a fintech or I would say a digital bank for solo attorneys or small practice attorneys. And so you can learn more about us on trustnora.com. And we've started with trust account management, but now we're quickly adding additional financial services products like the business checking account and consumer checking account and hopefully the business credit card as well to provide a personalized banking products that create solo and small uh, practice attorneys' lives easier, more efficient. And so the, the beauty about Nora as well is that, you know, there is, it's at no extra charge. Uh, the only reason I just can't say that it's free is because, you know, it's, it's your traditional banking. You know, we certainly take advantage of uh, some of the benefits that a bank has of, you know, storing your deposits. So for that reason, we can't say that it's free, but there is no extra charge. In other words, we don't charge for NOTA. We provide uh, all the NOTA services in exchange for your banking relationship, whether you end up taking our trust account or a business checking account or any other product. That's very helpful. Thank you, Paul. You know, the idea of a bank for lawyers had me thinking before we uh, started recording this podcast, uh, what would a bank for lawyers mean for the legal industry? We want... uh, that, you know, one of the reasons we uh, believe in this bank is because we, it can make a difference in our community's life, which is the, the legal community. And as a result, that legal community can make even a bigger impact to the remaining communities that it serves. That's the hope. Well, very, very noble, of course. And and I really want to thank you, Paul, for taking the time to join us today. I think there's a lot about IOLTA that people don't really know. Lawyers don't really understand some of the implications. They know about it. They know a little bit about the ethics, but this this went into some detail, which is very good. And hopefully they will think about their IOLTA practices and, and whether they could perhaps make them better, because that's one of the things that gets lawyers into trouble a lot. So thank you for, for, for joining us and, and for sharing your knowledge with us. It was really a very helpful podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That does it for this edition of the Digital Edge, Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to the Digital Edge. Produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.